Welcome to the Marketing for Fit Pros podcast. This podcast is for any fitness professional looking to scale their business now. fitness professionals i'm super excited for our podcast guest today mr david Riedel. mr david Riedel started up his own group training style class that is now sweeping nations so in this episode we talk from his roots from when he got into fitness as a kid to becoming a d1 college athlete at kansas state up into him competing as a three times international commonwealth games athlete and turning that into becoming team great britain cycling performance psychologist and then after that he hit a dark time in his life and then stumbled upon creating a new group class that is now sweeping across nations so David, um, you know, let's uh, get right into it and take a step back. Um, maybe tell us a little bit about how you first got into the fitness space and your journey up into founding HitStep. Yeah, so uh, yeah, cheers for having me on. Um, I guess kind of going back, I guess my career began in sport. Um, so the, I guess the most memorable, notable thing I can remember is sitting there watching TV back in 1992, and we had the Olympic Games in Barcelona. Um, oh, the guy that won the 100 meters was in the UK, Olympic uh, Christie. I remember sitting there, kind of like, you know, that's that's what I want to do. So I guess <clears throat> some of you, if, if you guys, if anyone's kind of watched, I guess you've got your pro sports, but like watching the Olympics and you know that kind of sets the ball rolling, kind of sparks that imagination. And I thought, you know, I want to go to a major games. You know, want to compete at the Commonwealth or Olympics, whatever. Um, and that was from like the age uh, 11, 12. Um, so even back then, before I'd got into any of the psychology stuff or understanding it, you know, I, it kind of, I guess I'd had that dream big thing, you know. And then you tell people what you want to do and people just laugh at you. You know, I, I want to go to the Olympics and like, well, what are you going to go for? And I think I, then I was doing, I was throwing shop up. Nice. Um, so I was like, I think, I think I'd gone to the English schools championships and came second to last. But I was still saying, you know, I want to go to America. I want to go on scholarship, you know, because I knew that was a stepping stone towards competing at the games, and people just laughed at me. Um, so kind of, kind of fast forward in from 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 being twelve to say nineteen, um, and a lot of hard work along the way, and you know, also put myself in the the environment and the situation around the right people, knowing what I need to do to get to where I want to get to. So it wasn't a case of just have a dream, you know, and a lot of people talk about like, say, um, like the secret type philosophy, imagine what you want to have, it'll come true. You know, it's also, you've got to, you got to identify where you want to get to. And also the, the, the team and the, the systems along the way that are going to help you to get there. So yeah, fast forward to 19 and I managed to get a scholarship to the United States. Um, I went to, ended up at Kansas State. Um, oh, nice man. Yeah. Yeah. Big 12. Um, awesome for football, not too bad basketball. So it was, um, yeah. So yeah, did four year scholarship, got lots of injuries. You know, the, the system over over your for your guys is brutal. Um, but, but what you've got is the kind of it's a numbers game. They just churn people out. Um, them, them. Yeah, yeah. So the, the amount of people that you've seen on the uh, the 
training beds with ACL injuries and and whatnot. Um, so so yeah, my I, I saw my perk. Had reconstructive hand surgery, elbow surgery, epidurals into my spine. You know, so so I kind of the US broke me, man. But I yeah, uh, I, I stayed to finish off my studies. A lot of people would have come home, but I was like, you know, I need to get that piece of paper. Uh, Put in the time. I'm not yeah. Just to say, you know, I'd done it. I'd stayed. I'd, I'd lasted the course. Um, so, so yeah, so kind of came, came back from the UK. Wanted to stay involved in. Sorry, came back to the UK. Wanted to stay involved in sport fitness. But back in 2003, there wasn't a lot to do. So I went to train to be a PE teacher, you know, so it was kind of give back, give back to kids and stuff. And in that time, I was, I was kind of part of that journey. I was still doing some track and field, some training at the indoor track and field centre, you know, just some running and stuff and kind of came across a guy who worked for the British cycling team. Got speaking to him. I said, you know, how, how do you, you know, I'd like to have a go with the cycling because I've seen it on the TV, you know, uh, I think I'd be all right at it. I was crap to begin with, to be fair. But as you said, you know, I, who are you? And he, he then kind of alluded to, he was the psychiatrist for the team. So the other psychiatrist that dealt with all the, the mindset, the, the issues and stuff. Um, I ended up going along to have a trial on the bikes. Yep. Um, with, I think I was in the training session with Sir Chris Hoy, who, who's like multi gold medalist and so on. And a few of the other guys. Uh, the feedback that I got from the coach was I need to go away and learn how to ride a bike. So I was, I was I sucked big time, yeah. Got to start um, <laughs> Oh yeah, so I started below. Anyway, you know, um, that was in two thousand and it was like two thousand seven, two thousand eight, Christmas period around that point. Um, then went away. I, I, I was rubbish, you know. I, I'd kind of still try and speak to that coach. He'd give me some advice, but he, he just kind of he was just you know it's not going anywhere. You know, obviously I was strong from from track and field, but. Um, so, that, so I doubt us from that point of view. You know, you're not you're not going to achieve anything. And I think by two th- must have been 2009. It's October 2009. I'd won a medal at the world, two medals at the world championships. Um, I think it was one medal. Yeah, it was that far back now. Like it's hard to remember. But yeah, one silver medal, at the world championships on the tandem for Great Britain. Got to stand on the podium. The guys that won for Great Britain. So it was kind of like a. Yeah, like a fuck you, you know, I proved them wrong. Like, so. Hell yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so so I guess amongst all of that, then I, I kind of got the position as um, working as a sports psychologist, working with the Great Britain cycling team. Um, and by virtue of that would have been such a close-knit um, thing that the GB Olympic sport worked with, weightlifting, water polo, wrestling, um, track and field. So, yeah, I was, I was there kind of helping other athletes achieve their dreams. Uh, when I thought mine was over because the amount of injuries that I acquired when I was in the States, I thought that was it. You know, I thought yeah. I'll help other people achieve their dreams. And then the opportunity came along to compete in the Commonwealth Games 2014. Um, and I, in fact, I was sat at home eating some chips and drinking beer. And then the coach messaged me saying, you know, how's your training going? <laughs> I was like, what? You know, I didn't even know. I thought there was no chance. He said, yeah, you've got to do a trial in like six weeks. So right, so I put down the chips and the beer, and then you know started training, and uh, yeah, we qualified, competed in Commonwealth Games. You know, it didn't set the world on fire, but for me, it was to achieve a personal dream that I'd had from the age of twelve. Um, and in that time, I'd lost lost my my dad to cancer. My nan, uh, a few months later, I had a stroke. Dad on a birthday, 
um, a friend of mine hung himself a few months after that. So it was a lot, lot of lot of stuff to uh, that I didn't process for sure um, because I was working working at the Olympics. Then I was you know finished my masters, working at the working and competing at the Commonwealth Games. So that all came to a head in 2014. I got made redundant, um, let go. Uh, just there was a change in personnel, um, and then yeah, I didn't know what to do because I'd kind of gone from working for Great Britain cycling team, and that there wasn't you know there wasn't many jobs in sports psychology. Um, I, I was lucky to have got that one, but I then kind of I was with a girl. I was engaged. We split up. I was then in the process of nearly losing my house. Uh, literally, I was I was on on fumes and getting letters coming through the door, and you know, just batting them away, just ignoring it. Um, and I mean, I remember I remember going and walking with me and my friend now Alan. We call it the Field of Dreams. And even though I was in the world of shit, and I, like I'd even been suicidal at some point, uh, you know, kind of that that because then that had caught up with me. You know, the loss of my dad and my nan, um, which I hadn't processed, being too busy. Right. Um, so we went we went for a walk around this, this field, and I'd started watching podcasts. Like Lewis Howes, Gary V, you know, even so, yeah, yeah. So I was just dose overdosing on that stuff, and I was walking around with Alan on this field, and you know, like he, he was, he, he'd been a teacher, and he got maybe done. Uh, I think he took voluntary redundancy, but he, he had mental health problems and been ill, and we were both walking around this field like kind of two down and outs, and I'm telling him about these podcasts. I said, you know, you all, you gotta, you know, stay, stay not kind of positive, but kind of optimistic, you know, kind of ha- hang your hat on something and go for it. For sure. And I, you know, we still talk about that now, like, and it was a kind of, you know, we, we both didn't have two pennies to rub together. But I was like, you know, I still believe that I could do something. Um, because the other the other alternative was go back to the dark place I was in. And, you know, I'd faced my demons and I'd kind of, I'd gone from there. I thought, you know, I'm going to do something productive. So I started going to like this this gym, training, doing boxing sessions, uh, circuits, which is kind of where we'll get to where Hitstep came from. And going back to those injuries that I'd acquired in the States, uh, I couldn't do press-ups, um, I couldn't do burpees, you know, with the back injuries. So I used to have to grab a tyre. I'd run across, they'd put a big circuit on the board, on the whiteboard. I see you got your whiteboard, I've got mine here. Um, critical for success. Um, I'd run across, got a tyre so I could do the press-ups, do the burpees, do the mountain climbers. Um, and they were like, what are you doing? I said, well, I can't do it. My hand's messed up, and I, but I'm still going to do the exercise. Um, kind of got a job in a gym when I was kind of getting back on my feet. I was I was doing some supply teaching, you know, that qualification I got for teaching. Yep. And I kind of started exercising that, you know, kind of swallowed my pride and figured, you know, I, I just need to sack the psychology stuff off for now and just, just get money in. Um, started working in a gym. And then... I was part of taking a circuit in a class. I was like, right, well, I can't use the tires. You know, it's a bit of a health studio, a bit nicer. So I grabbed a step. I thought, right, I'll do, use the step to modify the exercises because I can't get off the floor. I can't get down to do burpees. You know, with my back, I can't do mountain climbs on the floor. So yeah, I just put this step on, put some music on that I liked. Um, and then I think after doing these sessions a few times, people had seen what I was doing. People started copying. I thought, I must have something here. I must have something. So <laughs> again, I thought, you know, cheeky mofos, I'm not going to let them. <laughs> Take it out. Yeah, yeah, I thought that uh, for them to be copying like verbatim for what I was doing, I thought I must be onto something. And, you know, it wasn't that easy, like, but it was a case that there was something there. And it came about because of my injuries. 
Um, and I, I had a look, and then then going from there, you know, it's a case of, well, anyone can create a workout, but it's the most, I guess, the hardest thing is then building a brand. If you build a brand around it, it's like McDonald's. You know, the burgers aren't the best burgers in the world, but the brand's phenomenal. Right. Um, however, the, our product's probably better than the burger. I, I like to think. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. You know, so 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 yeah, and so that was the kind of the journey to to hit step and where where we're at today, really. And yeah, th- things have changed like for the for the good. Um, and that's uh, that's a wild. That's like honestly a wild journey, man. Seems like you've had a lot of a lot of reasons to quit along the way, but you know the general theme you just kept pushing through, man. That's phenomenal. I love that. Yeah, well, I guess it's like you know, if you quit, then what do you do when it's you know you just sit there and miserable and. Um, yeah. I think the resilience I've probably probably thrown myself into college system in the States it's that work ethic because we had to get up at like 5 in the morning you had to go to practice then to to, to classes and then back to practice you know so you're kind of ingrained in you that you just keep going Um, so even though it it battered me physically in terms of that that system that you've got in place of just you go to practice you do your work you know so even now I, I I've been today, for example, I've been out running for just half an hour, even in the cold, just because that's just systematic of what you have to do. Just keep the, the weight on. Man, yeah, that's how, how do you feel like that? Uh, you know, that mentality is translated over into scaling your business. Um, so definitely, I guess the, the most important thing for what I've been doing is probably being able to build a team <laughs> around us. So there's that picture I put on um facebook the other day yesterday or something it was like about 20 of us on stage or something i mean yeah. i wasn't smiling i wasn't smiling a lot and, that, that, and that, that's my best photo face but inside <laughs> of inside i was happy like you know it, but it's kind of i probably always beat myself up never thinking it's good enough so i, I don't kind of enjoy that that point i'm like what's next so oh yeah for sure there's always some some improvement to be made next next level next step definitely you know I think the, the the key thing is if you want to be successful, successful is build a team around you. Um, sim- similarly to working for the Great Britain cycling team, you know, for, for each athlete trying to win a gold medal, they'd have a support team around them. Uh, and I, I've taken from sport and I've employed it into what I'm doing at Hit Step. So, you know, we've got our videographers, we've got our, uh, you know, the accountants, uh, admin staff, uh, the athletes that kind of film with us, uh, instructors, you know, the people that come to the classes and it's it's using that humanistic psychology to get the most out of people you know and to, to kind of it wasn't until recently that I put my name to hit step because I kind of always took a backward step um, and I still I was still employed so it was kind of I didn't want to be I guess from a conflict of interest it was kind of just yeah, to stay in the background for sure um, and also I, I didn't want to be it wasn't about me it was more about hit step but I guess a few I had a, like a couple of mentors and it was kind of you know you're going to put your name to it or somebody else will for sure. Um, so I'm always, that was the, the, the thing on that on the awards night on Saturday where we won the group, best group exercise program against like Strong by Zumba, Les Mills, you know, the, the biggest in the industry. And for and the now. other people, <laughs> yeah, it was good. It wasn't bad. It was a, uh, we'll take that for now. <laughs> I'd take it that many instructors as they have, but that's what we're working towards. But when people go in to collect the awards, it, it soon transpired that only one person was going up to get the award, you know, even if they were from a company, only one person was collecting. And then people turned to me and said, you, you just go up and get it. I said, you know, no, I've said, I said to people that 
if we win, we all go up. So I just, as we got up, I just put my hand up and said, right, let's go. Um, you know, and I just kind of broke with convention and said, that's what we're doing. And, you know, for those people, that's why the most important thing for me was that they got up to have their, you know, minutes of fame and, and, and stuff. Because as part of the journey, I've had so many people who have helped to get to where we got to. You know, you've got to recognize that. Um, and I think that's like a, you know, a tip for people. It's not about me saying, oh, I'm awesome. I've had a great idea. It's about, you know, celebrating those that have, even if they've had only like 0.5%. It's, you know, even go, I go back to people and say thanks for being part at the beginning. Um, sure. Those that come to like class at the beginning, I, I probably don't see now because I'm locality wise, I'm somewhere else, but I, I took time to say thanks to them. Um, you know, I think, I think that's important. And I said, I definitely don't have an ego. Um, I have a massive amount of drive, but it's not about, it's not about saying how great I am. It's just about building hit step into this beast and, you know, creating, creating something people can enjoy. Um, and it doesn't have to be associated with me per se. For sure. No, I love that. I think, uh, you know, culture and community like that, especially within your own team, is extremely important. Um, you know, when you first started out, was this a business that you bootstrapped? Or did you get, like, still investors? No, still is, but still is bootstrapped. So it's um, started, it started off, like, if you if people track down to the first video we ever did on the Hits the Facebook page, it's me with a whiteboard behind me. I just wrote on the board, hit step, and I did. I just put some house music on and just did some sprints on the step. Um, this was even before I'd, I must have probably bought the domain at that point. Um, so I was just kind of, you know, yeah, just writing it down. There was no logo, there was no branding. Um, so it started off with the first course we did was essentially a pilot course. Um, and that was, I think it had about six, seven people on. Um, few few freebies just to they were coming down just to try it out, um, and then it built from there. So it's gone built from there into what would be now a six figure business from nothing, um, from me being nearly losing my house. Um, yeah, I had no investment. It's just been hard, hard work, and just being yeah, yeah. The, one of the first the first uh, instructors. So, so I guess kind of go back to when we started the course. I put put content on um, the Facebook, and I think I did some stuff in a mask, just hiding yeah. my identity. And someone had seen it in Australia, and the girl came on to us and said, uh, "Oh, this looks awesome! Is there is there a course? Are you coming to Australia?" I was only due to have my first, we due to have our first child and stuff. So I just said, uh, "Yeah, no, uh, yeah." I was kind of like umming and ahhing, and I said, "There's an online course." <laughs> great, great. Where do I sign up? And there wasn't an online course. <laughs> Yeah, man. Yeah, come on. Yeah, you good. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's insane, man. So, you know, just being hungry and starting it, um, you started that more as like a boot camp style. Yeah. So, the course, we had a first course where people signed up. Um, I'm just going, and to be fair, the, the course, con, I'd gone back to the people I worked with, the Great Britain cycling team, uh, Great Britain Olympic team. So, like, to get the experts, so the stuff around the the warm up was all done by one of the physios for the track and field team. Um, consulted with some of the sports scientists in terms of the actual hit protocols. Sure. So all all the, the course content was put together by experts, um, and then we deliver it to coaches worldwide. But going back to the, I was saying about the um, the online course. So I'd said to the girls an online course. There wasn't one, so I said we'll start next. I think I said it would start on a Thursday. So on the Sunday evening, I started writing it. 
Um, so I'd obviously collated all the stuff that we had from the, the experts. Uh, so we, we started on a Thursday doing a Skype. It was in my kitchen at the time, which was just a mess. It needed renovating. So I could see, I could see all this mess in front of me. Behind me, I had this like nice bit of glass, so it looked professional. But we started, and I thought, shit, this is a big job. So I said, well, mate, it's modular. So I said, we did this, the Thursday session. I said, we'll reconvene on the Saturday. So I had to start writing module two. And now she, she's like the director for Australasia, Michelle. Uh, but it's, she took a punch. She was an early adopter. Um, and, and she hasn't looked back. You know, she's left her job. She, she's doing it full time now with some of her other fitness stuff. So, yes, yeah, she, she kind of was the first person to take it internationally over in Australia. And then it's, it's kind of, you know, and she's traveled to the Philippines, to Malaysia to look, deliver courses for us, you know, for quality assurance. Um, so, so it's been great. She's been amazing. So she's, she's helped to scale it over the other side of the world. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think that online push helps. How, uh, so you, you're saying that the online uh, modules are like training coaches specifically? Yeah. So, so instructors now. So it was, I was sitting down doing Skype sessions to do the training. Like on board. <laughs> that was soon getting too much because I was, you know, Skyping, whether it was like Australia in one hand or America, you know, so it was the time difference. So I was sitting up till two or three in the morning and obviously the missus wasn't happy with that. Like, so I had to, Think of a model of how to make it where they get the work and they just submit this, the, the content. We have assessors now. We'll go through the content and you know assess it and provide the work back. Uh, so it's all pretty semi-automated. It's a little more um, for sure. Yeah. So people sign up to get the content. They submit the work. Someone uh, assesses it, and you know I, I don't have to touch that. So it kind of leaves me to do the kind of the kind of top level strategy creation and stuff. So the fun bit. Making, yeah, making sure the brand's all awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, th- that's awesome. So I have most of these uh, classes, are, are, they, you, are they brand more like Zumba classes out of other gyms or do you have any like physical locations? Um, so I'm sat in the physical location right now, but the, we built a film studio to create content. Um, so that was obviously stuff that we're going to be putting onto YouTube, um, then looking towards going on demand. But all that what happens is instructors do the course, like your Zumba. They'll do the course, and then they'll pay the license, and they'll they'll get their music, which is branded. So it'll say it's hit step time, and it'll say it might say uh, jump and burpees three, two, one. So no matter if you're in Nova Scotia or New Zealand, you're doing the exact same workout. Um, I mean, you've got about 30, 40 different workouts, so you pick and choose. But it's it's the same branded class, um, and that's the, the whole thing I looked into, you know, the whole McDonaldization of being able to scale something. For sure. So whether you're in Philadelphia or you're in Moscow, you're, you're getting the same service. Um, and that's how you skip them. You know, this is the stuff I just listen to podcasts and all, all the stuff that you probably listen to, you know, all the American stuff, which is, oh, yeah. that's my, my classroom. You know, I just, I just watch, t- I don't watch TV anymore. I just watch YouTube and podcast. I listen to podcasts, you know, how, how I built this is it Guy Ross and stuff like that. It's, it's, I just stay on top of that. That's what got me to where I'm at. And I just keep on, always keep on top of that, you know, people's stories and listen to all the founders and the challenges. And, you know, it's, it stopped me making a lot of mistakes along the way as well. Definitely. So uh, you, are, most of these classes are, you know, top by third-party affiliate trainers. Are you guys, uh, <laughs> how do you guys end up doing a lot of your marketing for these classes? Is it mostly word of mouth? Yeah, so you've got, um, so we'll do an instructor course. So you, you might come from, say, Crunch Fitness. You're an instructor, you do our course, and you go back and you'll deliver the classes uh, within your gym. So it'll be on your timetable. 
So we, we don't have so we don't have a team of staff. They're just like like you say affiliates. So they'll pay the nine ninety nine a month yep. um, to, to be part of the Hitstep brand, yep. um, and that that's regardless of where they are in the world. Um, so they do the course, and then they pay a subscription annual um, a monthly subscription. Um, and then in terms of so we, we don't have to go out and deliver it because they come to us and do the course. So they're through association, they're now part of it. Yeah, same as Zumba, same as um, Beachbody do. They'll train people as well. I mean, a lot of their stuff's based around the home workout, like with your Sean T stuff, but you still have, obviously, uh, instructor training and that. So, um, And then it's, yeah, so the, the model is to then, obviously, scale, do marketing to then get instructors. And like you say, there's word of mouth where people are doing a class. Or where, where, but a lot of stuff's coming from Facebook uh, and not not... Don't do a massive amount of paid stuff, just organically. We've had, um, yeah, it's just an awesome response, really, um, so, which has been good because it saves money on the marketing. Um, and I've, you have to not, the pay, we do a lot of, I guess, from a business point of view, we, stuff we do is around brand and not selling. So it's yeah. not like, you know, get, get on this course now for $300 or save $50 a year. We just put stuff up where people watch it and go, Shit, that looks cool. I want to find out more. So it's all about kind of hooking people. And if you give the brand first, so, so ours is like we're playing for the long term. You know, we're not trying to make a quick book. We're not trying to rip people off. Uh, we, we want people to come on a journey with us. And you know, so for us, it's thinking five, ten years down the line, uh, because it's in my my belief is it's a workout that can people can do forever. It's not it's not a fad. You know, it, there's no kind of gimmick to it. It's just you and a step the step makes the exercises a lot more comfortable to do than getting on and off the floor. Um, and it's just as simple as that, really. And then it's a, it's mainly like Tabata style uh, kind of interval training. Um, yeah, Tabata is based around that 20 on, 10 off. So it's variations of that, you know, whether it's 15 seconds, 30 seconds. Um, but yeah, there's, there's the go flat out and then have a short rest. So a class is 30 minutes, 30 minutes long. Um, that's all you need because you, you've absolutely rinsed by the time you get to the end of it. Um, and it, it fits in with people's lifestyles as well. You know, people just, especially in the UK, uh, people want to be in and out. Um, it's taken a lot longer for HIT to get to America, even though the States are normally ahead of the curve with fitness. It's still, it's still, yeah, it's still kind of behind the UK and Australia. Um I don't know why that is, but I mean, they're catching on, they're constantly messaging us and stuff, but it's it's taking a lot longer to kind of catch on in the States. Um, I definitely way. see it playing out, though. I mean, you just have really good positioning in the marketplace um, to be able to scale. You know, I see all these gyms out here popping up. I don't know if you're like familiar with like F45. It's more like, you know, interval style type training. There's like uh, places called like Orange Theory Fitness that are, you know, they're a lot more just like straight up hit style classes, but I definitely see um, that being able to play out. Yeah, and I think for the, the American market for us, it's the um, the home. I mean, it's probably something I could ask you about. Like, but in America, what I've tended, what we've seen is the Americans tend to like to do home workouts. And obviously, when I lived there, like in the UK, you've got gyms everywhere. You know, on like every every few blocks, you've got a gym of some sort. Where in the states, stuff's a lot more spread out especially in the Midwest where I was living. So it's not like you're going around to the gym. People tend to want to do it at home or maybe it's just to do with confidence as well. Like people like the gym, 
because the people that come to us are um, mainly female, you know, the, the, the response we're getting from the States is, this is the home workout. So we're like, so hence why we built a studio now to do a lot of filming and to, to, to cater for the American market. Um, but I think, yeah, it could be, be massive in the States. Uh, well, I think it's huge. Yeah, I guess I've noticed the same trend around here. Um, you know, I find that there's a lot of like, you know, you have like these planet fitnesses, which are, you know, cheap $10 a month memberships that give you access to a gym. And then, you know, there's, so there's like very low end stuff. And then there's like kind of tiers of how much you're paying for these specific fitness facilities, depending on what you're getting. And then there is a space of like group style classes. And, you know, so I think there definitely is a lot of opportunity to have, you know, group style classes like that. I like um, the fact that yours, you know, you really just need that like step, you know, there's, that's really all the equipment you need, which I think that's, um, I think that's even bigger because you can have trainers come into these fitness facilities that have spaces and be able to kind of, you know, rent those spaces out just to run classes like that. You don't necessarily need to invest an insane amount of money into you know actual like weight training equipment you know and the usb for us is in the audio because all the exercises are engineered into the actual workout so it'll call them out um so essentially all the trainer needs to do is make sure that people are doing the exercise correctly so they can run in make sure that they're safe you know motivate them uh, it all gets called out um which is good the way things are going forwards with with voice you know, um, the stuff that we're working on at the minute, you know, we've got some big plans to kind of create these workouts whereby people can do them without having to watch them. Um, you know, cause that, I think that's a, not everyone's got a smart TV. So it's like creating a barrier. You kind of remove the barrier for someone yeah, to then the, the Alexa, you know, Hey, um, Alexa hit step and do your hit step workout. Um, and obviously they could go on a computer to cross reference to see how to do the exercise, but then yeah, just play it wherever you want in a field, in your house, you know, also what's been great for Hitstep, probably like another brand that I can think of that there might not, obviously there will be, but is that the parents and children doing the workout together. So you just put the step on the lowest height and the parent can go, go on their height, but kids love it. You know, it's, it's dynamic. They've got that little workspace that they can go on and they can do it next to the mum. So a lot of the gyms in um, the UK and Australia, they have these community sessions. And, you know, I, don't, I haven't seen, I've never seen it in my time, you know, where people are working out together, the same intensity. You know, it's normally more if you go to like a, 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 um, a push, whatever you guys you call it, like a pram, if they've got the baby and they're standing there with doing squats. But there's nothing I've ever seen where they can actually work out alongside each other. Um, so, and that, that was just, that's just been like a, as a, just as a byproduct, really, we, we definitely didn't do any marketing to come work out as a family, but it's it, that's taken off massively as well. Still plays out, yeah. Dang, that's uh, that's awesome. So I guess to go back, um, you know, you you guys have these pre-made tracks built out uh, for Hitstep. Uh, how how have you? Did you work with like DJs in order to come up with your own specific tracks, or how did you end up bringing that to life? Yeah, so we've got um team there's a big team of guys that we we work with for that uh, music producers and <laughs> tj's mc um part of that's like the videography as well that we will do um all part of the same team so yet yeah, the guy it's good to kind of see behind the scenes you know as we're putting it together it was like 
it'll be on the thing saying it's hit step time and you know I've had to go myself so my audio never got used it was just a, yeah it's a guy called Ben um, <laughs> I tried it like but yeah it wasn't it wasn't cool enough so one of our guys MCB um, and then people it's what's cool is like when I think I saw a session today in Malaysia um, and it just when it goes it gets to the end it goes it's hit steps it's uh, sorry time for the finisher don't be lazy time to go crazy and you've got these people in Malaysia, Brunei, you know, Philippines, all going crazy for this, uh, this house music from the UK. And you see them on the videos and it's not stuff that's probably ever been there. So we're exporting this type of music that probably never got there in its first offering. For sure. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's, uh, yeah, that's crazy, man. That's got to be pretty crazy to, you know, kind of stumble across this program. Um, to the point where, you know, now you're getting it internationally, you're winning awards. Um, you know, I guess if you had to break it down, uh, break down your business into the pillars that you focus on that have driven you to that success, what would those be? Um, I guess if you're going for a, in terms of from a revenue type thing, the instructors, first and foremost, you know, getting them to buy into what we're doing to then go deliver the program in, in the various gyms. Um, and then, you know, that's been the main source of drive that's got, got us and they go crazy for it. You know, that they're mad to have a community. They'll do, I guess, was it? Yeah. So in the next today, tomorrow, you'll see lots of stuff popping up with them doing, um, hollow Halloween workouts, for sure. you know, you dress up for stuff. Um, so that, yeah, I think that's been the main one. Um, you know, the, the people coming to the classes, Second of all, you could argue the most important, just delivering the program. Um, without the people delivering it, without people coming to the classes, you know, and un unlike what the feedback we get with a lot, a lot of group exercise classes, you know, they might they might have a kind of a steep attraction in terms of class occupancy, but then it tails off. But with hits that, it, it's I guess now it's going like that, but a lot of them, a lot of them, they kind of they didn't know what it was, and it was like, what is it? So it was kind of slow, but then it got to it's there, but then it's it's always busy. Like we have a class in Liverpool, uh, some instructors taking that's like an average of ninety people a week on a Wednesday in one class, um, which the only time you see numbers like that was for like your Zumba or your body pump. So you know we're with the preferred class as well to some of the bigger, more established brands. Um, so yeah, I'd say the two the two things I can think of is you know from the instructors, the people coming to the class, and obviously in the back end we've got the team that are producing content, looking for exciting ideas. You know, there was one this year, early this year, we did these things called a takeover, and uh, we were outside the palace in London, the Queen. Yeah. yeah. So we hit step outside, and we got stopped by undercover police. Well, it's definitely a, we've done a lot of guerrilla marketing. Uh, stuff you know you know we are, we're agile flexible you know from a cost point of view it's about doing stuff where you can make an impact for relatively small amount of money for sure uh, and we've done stuff in masks so you know th that's all on facebook so it got to try different things you know take take risks that's another thing to say is in terms of don't be afraid to take risks the bigger more commercial and corporate you go that that becomes then obviously a, a hierarchy of decision making for sure. <laughs> I think what we, what we can do at the minute, I guess we can get into social media and stuff in a minute, but the stuff that we can do, we can move faster than anybody else. We can try different stuff. If it fails, you know, I, th I think people, we've got that kind of, um, 
understanding from people that, you know, we had to go. Um, so, so we're not going to, you know, fail fail forwards, I think, is the, the stuff that we, we try to do. And, you know, give it a go and don't, don't be scared. Um, don't, don't be scared of people's judgment. You know, because what's the worst that you're going to do? And for us, you know, the worst we're doing is winning awards. So something <laughs> working. Can we go wrong there? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I guess, you know, a lot of the a lot of the listeners to this podcast are, you know, starting out as, you know, personal trainers. Maybe they just opened up uh, some of their gyms. You know, how, how has your sales and marketing process evolved from when you were just starting out and found this new concept and you're bringing in people to now where you're scaling, you know, where, where did you initially start, you know, really gaining traction? Um, so the, what I used to do is I'd phone up a gym and say, can I come and do a taster session? I'll come and do a free session for you. And then probably got like nine out of 10 say, no, we're fine. Thanks. Sure. And then it's still, but I, I, cause it was, it was a workout that I did. Um, cause I didn't like group exercise. I thought it was a bit soft, you know, what wasn't really, Coming from a sports background, I needed something that was a bit more intense, not necessarily hardcore, like CrossFit's hardcore. What we do is intense. You work out, but, you know, it, it, it's done safely and it's, it's achievable for all. Um, but what I knew once I'd go take a class that people would go, oh, yeah, can you come back? Um, so it was just a case of, I think, and I think from a business point of view is, you know, do free stuff, you know, offer your services for free. And people are scared to do that. You know, they think I should be getting paid. You know, I'm waiting for my first client. I went to, I, I was going up and down the country for free. We still do stuff for free now, which is Hit Step Games. Um, and we, People will donate and it goes to charity. But I always think you've got to have, have an element of doing stuff for free. Um, because, you know, one, you're getting to meet more people. Two, it's, well, you know, don't do stuff. To, and it, again, this all underpins by the stuff I was doing. You know, the Field of Dreams, listening to Gary V. You know, that jab, 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 right hook. 100%. You know, give, give value to people and give, give them your time. You know, you can't, if you give, you don't give something thinking I'll get something back from them. So I, I did these taster sessions and I'll even go do sessions now, like um, for the instructors that will do like a launch. Um, so, so if they've done the instructor course and they'll say, we'll say, we'll come and help you do a launch. Like how much does it cost for you, you guys to come do the launch with us? Or nothing. We just enjoy it. And it, you know, it's like, all right, awesome. And other, other, other brands and I'll charge like say three, $400. We just do it for free because we love what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, so, you know, do stuff for free, you know, give free sessions out. Um, but don't be like, give a session out and then phone them next week and say, right, that's now you're going to have to pay. I think you've got to kind of, and obviously people have got to pay the bills, but, you know, starting out, it was definitely, a, and even this, the way the sales works for us now, um, we have our instructor courses, but we don't try and sell them. We don't do um, like Facebook marketing, as I was saying, it's all done on brand. It's not done on sign up to this course today to get yourself a special offer or buy now. And I think by doing that, it kind of keeps that mystique as well. You know, we're not the most, we're not the most expensive. Um, obviously, we've got to run a business, but we want, we want for us, we want Hitstep to be, you know, across the entire world where people have had to go a bit and if they can't afford, you know, <laughs> one of, if they can't afford to like become an instructor, then, you know, they can do our free workouts at home and you, you, we want to make it accessible for everyone. Um, so in terms of, yeah, from a personal training, I, I, even the stuff that you'll probably speak about on the podcast is, you know, build a personal brand. 
you know, kind of do something that where people can buy in, they buy into you, um, and that, that which is all psychology. You know, anyone can coach someone how to do bench press, but what what makes you different? You, yeah, Chris here, your personality, you know, yeah, accountability, pushing people. Yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's huge. I think uh, you know, you. You know, same when you're first starting out, you know, you don't really have that much cash. You don't really have, you know, that much resources or assets to be leveraging. So, you know, really all you do have is time, time and your yeah. personal energy. So I love that. Yeah. I mean, uh, I actually have the background in digital marketing and we, we give stuff away for free all the time. You know, it's just eliminates that barrier of entry, like you said, and you just, you just give without expecting with anything in return. And, you know, stuff will start coming back to you over time. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I absolutely love that. So then, you know, when you first started scaling, uh, you know, what, what was, who were the, like the first team members you brought on? Probably, I would assume, other trainers. Um, yeah, so in terms of, you've got, so Michelle in Australia. So it was a kick. They soon realized, you know, how to, just an awesome person that was wanting to spread the word. And, you know, it was, um, she was probably the first person that came on along with video, one of the videographers. Um, so obviously visual, you know, video is key. King is to like getting the message across. And um, we, we now have a team of various videographers based on the different projects that we work on. Um, and then we now, so Michelle was the first master trainer in Australia that quickly grew. We've got master trainers across Australia because it's such a, it's such a vast place. So we found with having to fly all around Australia wasn't wasn't you know from a business point of view wasn't cost effective. So we set up um, these other master trainers. I've never met them. Obviously, I've spoken to them. Right. Uh, we've now master trainers in New Zealand, Philippines, Malaysia, Germany, Ireland, Scotland. Um, couple of guys that work in the process now within South Africa, Brazil, got them in America, Canada. Um, so I think we've hit all the main continents as well. So that, that was a, currently I was just at a meeting shortly. We're getting a map. It's going to go on my wall here. So we can kind of, you know, put down like markers on all the countries that we're in. Sure. Um, I think the thing was as well, you know, it started off as a great workout, but probably coming from, working for the Great Britain cycling team, I, I was like, you know, what's what's going to be the gold medal for me? And that was like just one hit step across the, the you know entire planet. Um, it'd be cool to have it on the space station. You know, that's the kind of level that we think at. And, you know, I, I, in fact, on my wall that I see every day that I look at, it says dream big. Um, you know, and then it's like, you know, what does that mean? It's like, you know, don't, don't kind of settle for, for mediocrity, you know. And when you say dream big, it go crazy, you know. Think of the most crazy thing that you can think of um, because that's what gets you out of bed in the morning. You know, and even if you don't get to, say, if you don't land on the moon, you'll get to the stars, which is still going to be a high level. Um, so so that's, that's my, I guess, my hashtag dream big. Um, and that, that's what I try to do is with everyone around us is inspire them. You know, so it's quite a, in terms of, um, from an organizational point of view, Kind of like it's a flat structure, you know, in terms of obviously people know I'm I've founded it, but I want people to thrive, to grow, you know, to to, to exceed their own personal expectations, what they thought they could do themselves. For sure. Um, so, so yeah, it's it's definitely a you know, but that's not to say that we don't have a high standards. 
you know, because we want to be the, you know, ultimately we're a professional organization. Um, but I think if you give people ownership and, and stuff, you know, over what they have responsibility, then, you know, the majority will step up and, you know, they'll, they'll achieve with you. For sure. Yeah. I mean, you got to have trust in your team. I think that's, uh, that's awesome. So like with that scaling, you know, there comes a lot of delegation. Did you ever have any troubles, um, you know, initially handing off the reins? <laughs> What's the best way to answer this one? Uh, I think like, like anyone, uh, and again, you know, you got to, cause I haven't come from a business background. I come from a sports background and, you know, there's crossovers as well. And, um, I think the difficulty is as well when you're starting off small is the you rely a lot on personal relationships so so as much as it's been learning learning about other people it's been a learning curve about myself and how I conduct myself and how I um I guess run the operation you know because it was it was up until it's only been over two and a half years so it was only up until recently I, I was still in a full-time job but then I, I had to kind of take that leap of faith and say you know what uh, if I can do this much off what I'm doing, you know, in my side hustle, you know, I was like, you know, if I can give my full attention, you know, you've got to believe as well. I think, right. If I go full time, cause I've got two young kids. So there was that like, you know, reservation from the partner of, well, are we going to feed the kids? And, you know, I was like, I, I don't know, <laughs> but I'll give it a go. Make you know? it away, yeah. So yeah, in, t- in terms of, so I had to kind of, you know, get my, my own shit in order to, to kind of focus on it. And then, then yeah, very quickly you start to look at, I guess, the people around you. Um, I, th- I think a lot of our stuff is like we dealt with freelancers and stuff. You know, it's we haven't got like a massively employed team or people dip in and out the program. Um, but I think you know the stuff that Gary V says. You know, like hire was it fire fast? I think is the thing. You know, so if things aren't working out, I think it's don't be afraid to just move on and it, you know, cause at the end of the day, you want to go this direction. Um, don't let the, the, don't sweat the small stuff or the distractions that some people bring along and you no, know, not everyone. I think give everyone a chance. That's what I tend to do. You know, give everyone a chance and then, you know, kind of, you know, if, if it's not working out, then just don't be afraid to kind of, you know, <laughs> you know, this, this, the path hits that's going and this is your stop. So you, you know, you've got to get off here, unfortunately. And that's not to say don't come back at some other point. You know, I think leave the door open for people because uh, that might be not their time to say, you know, we're on this path together. This might be like, you're not ready to, you know, maybe it's mentally, maybe it's stuff going on in the life, you know, so it's just a case of we're going this direction and we want people onwards that are going to move, hit step to where we want to get to. Um, so, so I think that's done in a, yeah, in a way whereby people understand that hit, hit step, it's about hit step. It's not about one person. Um, and you know, it's the hit step train and it's not about me. You know, I don't put my, bring my personal issues into hit step. It's, you know, if, if I'm not up to the job, like, so for example, when we're our two, our two sons, I put weight on, she, she didn't put the baby weight on. I did. So I went up to like 260 pounds. So I, I wouldn't, I wasn't appearing at like delivering, cl- you know, um, sessions, master classes. I wasn't in videos. I was, I was, you know, I wasn't fitting the bill. So now I've absolutely killed myself and lost the weight and stuff. But it was, you know, if I wasn't meeting them standards, then I'm harsher, I'm probably the harshest on myself to say I can't be in the videos because it just looks, I look a mess. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's, 
yeah so your question yeah it's 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 that the probably the most difficult challenge that we've had is making sure that we get the right people on board with us for what we want to achieve 100 yeah that's awesome i mean it seems like you put a lot of focus on you know where the brand's going in general and then just finding the right people that you know move the needle in that direction that's awesome i love that um like you mentioned you know it starts coming from like a sports background into well now you're like a business owner and yeah. how how did you navigate that change in thinking more on a business end than uh you know just more from the training perspective so i had uh, i had a stabbered previously with two other businesses um you know and that and that then when I look back on them, so I say to a couple of buddies of mine, you know, then they say, oh, yeah, yeah, no, that, that one didn't work out. But I say, you know, however, you know, the stuff I learned from that is the stuff I'm now employing in Hitstep. So I had a T-shaped brand called Team Stickman. And that was um, a load of, basically loads of different sports, like weightlifting, football, like like American football, you know, soccer, um, bodybuilding. So all these little stickmen. And then all these little characters and people, oh, can I get like a football one can i get it can i get it in blue and we we did we were working on influencer marketing before it was a thing so we had all these athletes you know from our network that were wearing these t-shirts with this their avatar stickman on them um but what i quickly found was that because people wanted bespoke stuff based on their interest and i i didn't own a, i don't own a printing company or nothing so it was it was costly sure. um so, and then once i got made redundant i had to shut it down but it was all the stuff I learned about merchandise and, or, you know, product marketing was the what I employ now. Um, also had an events company, which was the, probably the Europe's biggest indoor obstacle race. So it was like a little bit like a like Spartan race type deal. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then it, the, the way you finished was a bit like the gladiator, remember gladiators? In fact, we got some of the UK gladiators to help us host the first event. Sick. Um, well, that, that came down again to, yeah, dealing with people. The guy that was the business partner, we, we kind of wanted to go in different directions. Um, I, I was more about wanting to grow the brand and bring people on to help grow the brand. He was more about the financials, you know, the quick the quick money. So I, I, I just walked away. For that one, I just said, you know, I'm going to walk away from it. It wasn't worth the, uh, the mental energy, uh, negative yeah, energy. So I just, but from that, I've now got people that attended that event that are hit step instructors. You know, some of the fitness people that were running run around in the event, they're actually now become some of our top hit step instructors and stuff. So it's kind of, it's all fed into, you know, where, where I'm at now. So it was then, you know, them failures, they're not failures. They were, I guess, learning experiences. Kind they were of probably financially a failure, but, you know, that helped definitely for today. Like, Yeah, that's really good. Cool. <laughs> Seen that play out. Uh, I, I, that's actually how I got into marketing myself is running like a clothing brand. And all right, yeah, yeah, it just turns out to be, you know, it's one of those things where you just have to do really high volume sales to actually make any sort of skin in the game. But it's a very good way to think about how to dis distribute product and how to like market and get out there. So that's cool on that end. And then you slid into the event marketing space. Which obviously, you know, that's had to play a huge part in you setting up your hit step events. So it's really, yeah, that's that's my thing is you just got to try stuff. You know, you're going to learn what you do and don't like throughout the process and you're going to be able to take that with you. So it's not really a failure. It's more of like a pivot, you know. 
yeah, you had to go to Pivoting, but it's, um, I guess people, but the, the thing I found as well, though, is um, in terms of people, you know, as you're trying different stuff, people want you to stay in your lane. You know, if you're trying something, a different venture, you know, it's the, I guess it's like, what are you doing? You know, you're supposed to be doing, this is your background. This is uh, where you've come from. You know, the, the people try to put you down. You know, sure. you, it's surprising that the, the haters, the critics, the, the, the doubters that appear that you probably didn't even think, you know, um, when you start off, you think, oh, I'll try this business. So, I'll, you know, hopefully people are going to support me or just leave me to it. Um, but I think that, that you need to use that as fuel, you know, and, you know, it's... Um, and you definitely, yeah, to, to, as much as you want to kind of say, go back and say, fuck you, you just kind of, you just nod and smile and say, thanks, because you've, you've helped me get to where I am. Sure. You know, you know, along the way, we had gyms that didn't want us in there. And now, you know, it's just it's a bit of like humility from us to say, well, we, you know, we believed in what we were doing. And, you know, it's come to, come to fruition that you guys now want the product and, you know, to, I guess even from a sense of the fact that they now want it, they're not too pride, proud to say we said no in the first place. So we've turned turned opinion within a short space of time, but it's uh, definitely been a roller coaster in two and a half years. Yeah, man, that's honestly freaking awesome story, man. That's like, I, I think that's like entrepreneurship 101. It's just like your whole story is you just breaking down these walls. And I love the fact that you're you know, talking about people try and put you into your own box when it's like really it's like knowing yourself personally because you know internal drive is what's going to get you anywhere you know so it's like you got to know yourself and yeah there's always going to be people putting you in a box because you know one they don't think they could do what you're trying to do and two they don't want to see you go out and do something that you wanted to do and succeed because then they feel bad that they're not actually chasing their own internal drive and dreams you know the funny thing is as soon as you uh say like when you win an award and stuff they're, they're all coming back saying wanting to say well done you know they all want to be seen to be kind of part of that kind of oh yeah well done that's awesome you know congrats and you're like yeah I'll support you <laughs> yeah yeah you just like you let it go it's like you know because it's that saying was it you know people are uh, what's the, the saying something along the lines of you know people will doubt what i'm doubt what I'm trying to do then they'll ask me how I did it you know the whole the whole thing and I, th I think the, the other thing as well is um just make sure I, is the I think the one Gary V says don't be flashy to your flashy um and that, that's definitely you know some people kind of you'll see on Instagram they might like get some quick money and they want to shout about it but for, for what we're doing it's all about building you know I I live on the bare bare minimum that I can afford to get by on you know especially with two kids Sure. And the only thing I invest, the only thing that I invested in that I bought for myself as a treat was to get a super king size bed, just so we could have cuddles, and that was it, man. You know, I, I've still got like wearing trainer pants with holes in, and um, you know, that, that's the thing. You you always got to reinvest back into you know your company and the and the people. You know, trying to get get the right people in, and um, and then down the line, you know, then maybe you can take something back out and even take your foot off the pedal and enjoy it. But for, for me, it's all, all about building the hit step as big as we can. For sure. Yeah, I love that. And I think that's what a lot of people end up making mistakes with. They want to just take that money and the profit out right away and go start treating themselves. But, you know, if you really want to actually scale your business, you got to keep the gas in the tank and let that fire keep growing, you know? And like 
to your point, everybody trying to show some flashy, you know, new toys that they just bought. But it's like, you know, it is cool. You know, it's cool that you're wearing beat up old pants because, you know, you got it, you know, just because there's no point. Like, there's, it's not going to take you farther. You're just not going to take your business farther by having a nice jacket, you know. So I love that, man. That's like, I think that's, I've just from listening to you speak, man, like it's just the resilience and grit that you've had. And then, you know, staying humble to where you're making it about something bigger and not just a pure profit. And that's like, that's huge. Yeah. No, I'm, like I say, a lot of that stuff, I didn't know nothing about business. I just spent time listening to the, you know, the, the American podcasts, you know, the stuff that Gary V comes out with particularly. Um, it's just on point. You know, it's, um, I, I got to guess the amount of people whose life he affects and stuff like that. It's, um, and, and, and sad for that, there's, you know, I've got business mentors over here who I've been working with who've been equally as instrumental, you know, in some, you know, in terms of saying, like, go for it. You know, there's a guy called uh, Al Gardner I've been working with, and he said about like building a film studio because he'd seen the Peloton. For sure. The Peloton. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. So it was like, obviously, them guys are, not doing too bad, you know. I think a billion, four bill, worth four billion, something like that. And it's obviously, it's just all about content, content. So for us, that's what we're going to be doing, just churning out content. And uh, I think, like, obviously, the, the top entrepreneurs go on about having a media company, you know, being able to produce content at scale um, keeps you relevant as well. You know, people keep seeing it, keep hearing it. And that's what they're going to be doing with us. Um, and I think if, if you're constantly out there and offering stuff to people, that's going to help them in their lives, you know, you have a healthy future. For sure. Yeah. I think, uh, so you said you didn't do any sort of paid advertising, uh, with your brand. What's, what's that, I guess I like, kind of held back on that front. The one, the one, uh, I think the one, one video on um, Facebook, it's had about just shy of 220,000 views. I think we spent on that. I think we spent about fifty, sixty dollars. That was it. So, yeah, yeah, it was. Um, yeah, that's uh, interesting. Yeah, because I, I, I mean, I'm actually a big proponent on doing uh, paid advertising a little bit. I, obviously, brand is a hundred percent the way you're going to go because the people who come in from that are already hot and they're sold on it. Um, but like you know, to your point, you know, if you're trying to just get out in front of people. You know, I think paid ads is, uh, you know, it depends on how you use it with the right strategy. But, yeah, it's fun. That especially for, uh, you know, if you're, I guess, with your goal right now, we to get more yeah. on board. Yeah. And, it, you know, and ours has come from, I guess, the, the stuff we have done on paid advertising with video views, you know, um, and then people tag Tag their people, they'll tag a trainer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so, guess, kind of so, our guy, so, you know, our audience is mainly, you know, fitness professionals. You know, how, how would they get started with you if, uh, you know, they're interested in what you guys do? Yeah. So, if they, if they want to head to kind of see a lot of our stuff, which is we update a lot of content on um, our Facebook page on HitStep, H double I T Step. Um, also on Instagram. Also on um, YouTube, YouTube channel, con putting content on, and then obviously the website, hitstep.com. Um, and then for the guys who are in the US, 
and we've got our online program. Uh, we've added we've had a couple of courses in New York, New Hampshire. Um, so we're looking it's probably an opportunity for some guys in the States to kind of run with it as master trainers. So there's a massive opportunity to kind of take hit step you know, for what we're doing on the other side of the world and drive it across America. So we're, we're definitely open to conversations with people and you know, yeah, we just want to kind of get the work out, out there and you know, there's an opportunity for people to make money as well, you know, delivering courses for us. So yeah, definitely, definitely gives a shout. Um, and then you can get in touch with myself on Instagram as Mr. Dave Riedel as well. Yep. I'll link, uh, I'll link out all of Dave's social media links on here. Um, yeah. So I guess to that point, but with the training process, it's the back to the online course. And then you said you have some master training courses out on the East coast. Yeah. So, um, the online training, so the, it's just a series of content to go through, submit their multiple choice answers, and then they submit videos, which now we're doing through WhatsApp. So they'll film themselves doing the exercises, and then they'll record their class, about three or four people. Uh, so that's their final assessment. And then again, that can be submitted through the, our WhatsApp number. Uh, for the master training, that'd be kind of like um, those that have done the instructor course, then have the opportunity to step up, and then they can go deliver the hit step course to other instructors in in their area depending on kind of where we're at like i said we've got we've got a master trainer in new hampshire um sarah but we're definitely looking for more because for us i guess my background having been to the states at uni yeah i definitely want to definitely feel it's a product that will be go down really good in america 100 percent, man i think you could crush it for for real so, yeah, I mean, if you guys are interested in, uh, you know, hit step and becoming a trainer for hit step, reach out to Dave on Instagram. Um, sure. You can get back a hold of them through the website as well, which I will have linked out in this podcast. Um, you know, I really appreciate you coming on today, Dave. You honestly, it's super inspiring story. Provide a lot of good value on here, man. I uh, just want to thank you again for your time. Yeah. Cheers, mom. Cheers. guys that wraps it up for today's episode if you are still looking for more tips and tricks on how to grow your fitness business make sure you join our free facebook group called marketing for fit pros facebook ads funnels messenger automation and sales if you guys like today's content please leave us a five-star rating and subscribe catch you next time peace